Melbourne-based sort of retro soul jazz solo artist, new solo artist. Um, how are you? And tell us about yourself. I'm very good, thank you, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, I am, yeah, like you said, I'm just a gal from Melbourne. Um, I've been I've been doing music and been in the industry for about five, six years now. I run um, as a manager and as a performer uh, a few other bands. Um, I'm in another band called The Mummers, which is kind of semi-known, I suppose, in Melbourne. Um, And yeah, I've, I've been like a solo artist for a while, but recently I've just decided to really kind of come out as my own and like with my own music and you know pursue uh the the root of being a solo artist because before I was in multiple bands as backing vocalists or as you know leads or as you know um just part of a band entity so this is kind Mm -hmm. of me stepping out as my own as Miss Amelia and as a solo venture so Mm -hmm. yeah Amazing. How, how has that step out from, you know, being in a group, maybe like being in the background a little bit and then now just coming out in the front on your own? How has that jump been for you? It's it's actually been like the the feedback and the engagement from all these people from the release of my new music has been like, I, I can't even explain. Like I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm just like overjoyed. It's like, like the fact that people are so keen on the music, are so keen on, um, you know, what I've put out there and the messages that I'm trying to put out there. And like, uh, after all, I'm just like hoping to connect and you know to put joy in someone's day or to make someone feel good or, and you know, if I can do that, that's really good. And you know, I, I. I am part of, you know, four female fronted, like a four female fronted act. So um, kind of really trying to make it and to step out on my own has been, it's a bit scary to do it by yourself. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of pressure. There's also not much, like there's not a way that you can kind of have back and forth about ideas or like a game plan. You just kind of have to sit there by yourself and you're like, Okay. <laughs> cool. This is where we're at. Yeah. So, yes. I've spoken to a few. The last few interviews that we've had on here have actually been quite a few people jumping into solo work after coming from a band. Um, so, mm. like, we've had Jack Bratt, Ben from Slowly Slowly, who's gone solo, all these people, and they've all sort of said the similar thing along the lines of, it's, it's more difficult in the sense that you've just explained, but there's also a lot more freedom in decision-making and the style that you go with and everything like that. So have you found that as well? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of um, – there's a lot of work that you have to put in because usually you're leaning on other people in a band or you're, you've got that kind of democracy or like, mm. you know, a way to kind of be like, oh, I think of this idea, what do you think? And if everyone agrees, then it's probably a good idea. You should know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, you're, you, it's definitely – a way that like there is many people in a business where you're like you have to refer to a lot of people whereas doing your solo thing it's it is a lot more freedom like for Mm -hmm. sure like there's a lot more freedom in what you're able to create your own timeline you can release whenever you want you can do whatever you want your content can be like I've done all of my own photo shoots and I did the my own music video and I pretty much and I like co-produced the song myself so I was like very immersed in the creation of it um which I like because I'm a perfectionist but in that <laughs> way in that way I made it exactly the way that I want it to be yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah. wait so you so you filmed that whole music video 
yourself. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing because that is a stunning music video. Oh, I was just watching it this morning. It looks it looks amazing. You've done so well with that. Thank you. Yeah. It, I, it seemed like such a like a full on professional, like huge production, but that's that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, well I'm I'm lucky that I've that I've like been on shoot sets so mm-hmm. often in the past. Like I've filmed for my own bands, but also I've been like you know, because the Melbourne music community is so small, I've, you know, I've been like in the background or a part of other people's music videos. So I had a rough idea of like how to put a video together. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily enough, and I've like observed what the directors were doing. I've observed the creation process in terms of storyboarding and like getting everything ready. Um, so when I was like, oh, I have to do this myself. I was like, oh, I, I suppose I should make a storyboard. I should make a shot list. Yeah. And um, and I was like, I need to make it realistic. How do I do this? So it looks semi-professional even though no one's behind the camera. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do, I, how do I position it? What shots can I do myself in my house yeah. realistically? Mm-hmm. And what storyline can I go with to make it seem semi good looking you know (laughs) (laughs) no I I honestly loved it like the imagery you used I feel worked really well with the lyrics of your song absolutely um would you like to talk a little bit more about your single that you've just recently released sure yeah Yeah, um go for it well I just released a single called woman with needs and it's my first I used to be called just Amelia Mm -hmm. um but there are about 50 other Amelias on Spotify. And if you look up, <laughs> Amelia, one or two. Yeah. no one could find me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I released one song under Amelia and then I realized that that probably wasn't going to look like work too well in the long run in terms of like, even in festival lineups, I was on some festival lineups and if I was just Amelia on the lineup, people couldn't find me. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I need to rebrand. I need mm-hmm. to do, I need to figure this out. How am I going to do this properly? So um, rebranded to Miss Amelia. And then I was like, and um, I've, I've got, I've luckily got some amazing mentors in the music industry. And a lot of them have said that like, you have to do something that's true to yourself and true to, because that ultimately that's what people connect with. Yep. So I am very, very passionate about women's rights and, you know, um, just everything to do with, like, new wave feminism and, you know, um, everything to do with empowerment and, like, I wanted to go in that direction with this, with my music because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, this is what I, this is my experience this is what I can talk about and this is music that hopefully other people can resonate with. So I released a song called Woman With Needs and the the title itself is is funny, which I've been told because usually when people think about Woman With Needs, they think of like the femme fatale. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, a woman, you know, a woman needs to be tended to and whatever. And like, um, and so I wanted to play on that in the song, within the lyrics and also in the music video. So I started off being very done up and like playing into that kind of role of maybe like an old school housewife who didn't like who maybe didn't get an education or like or didn't have the ability or the privilege or the um the means to get an education or they were always told that they had to stay at home and, you know, tend Mm -hmm. to a family, Um, which is totally a valid venture and a totally valid, like, thing to do with your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to say that. Um, But um, having said that, like, in 2020, you don't only have to be that. And it's interesting how still women are being catcalled, still women are, like, being over-sexualized. We saw that with WAP. People couldn't deal with WAP. And mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> and it's like women are allowed to be sexual. Women are allowed to do whatever they want because they're people. Yeah. Yeah. The moment women start taking that into their own hands, that's that's when people start that's getting angry. That's the end of the line. That's- yeah. <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> yes. So 
exactly. So I I um I wrote a song that I came out of frustration. It came out of me wanting to be like a little bit of stuff you you know to anyone who said that I couldn't make it as a as a musician who said I probably wasn't smart enough. I remember when I was 18 and I just got into the music industry, I had a venue owner say, oh, I didn't actually even listen to your songs. Um, I just liked that you had cleavage in your photos. And um, I think, what? and I think, yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm sure you're probably okay. So like if you can do some ticket sales then, um, and if we push the photos, if you can do some more photos with the cleavage, that would be really good. Um, that venue does not, exist anymore <laughs> can we okay, okay, in that case, can we have a name <laughs> we can cu- we can cut it out yeah. if you want <laughs> it was called well i don't it doesn't exist anymore yeah. and it, it had he had a huge legal battle actually um it, was, it used to be called rubies and okay. it was on the edge of um where bennett's lane used to be in the city right um which is another jazz club and um it yeah really weird vibes yeah <laughs> but like, oh my god but just the fact that that happened yeah. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. realize when I was 18 that that was weird no. and it was only until I was like 21 22 I looked back and I was like wow that was predatory and also that was demeaning mm-hmm. of yeah. me being a musician um and like my work and my art like to say mm-hmm. oh I don't actually care about that I just can't care yeah. that you have boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, yeah, so this song I, I wanted to come out as Miss Amelia with a statement and say this is what I believe in, this is what I want to talk about. And, um, yeah, the response has been awesome. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, I'm shocked by that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, Me too. I'm not really, but, like, well. yeah. <laughs> but that's the saddest part, isn't it? That it's not surprising anymore. Mm. Yeah, like that's something that women just have to deal with when they, that's what they're warned about when they enter into the industry. Like, oh, well, you know, this is going to happen. You're going to have to put up with it when yeah. that absolutely shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like things are getting better. But, mm. you know, when I was starting out in the industry, like I'm, look, like, now as a manager yeah. of, of like a successful band and as someone who has played with many, many people for many, many gigs and many, many projects, um, now I feel respected. And like if someone – like if I talk to a venue owner, they take me seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't get anything weird because they know that like – they know me as a person and they know me as my work ethic and they know me as like, you know, someone who's good at their job, not as, um, yeah, (laughs) not just for my looks or whatever. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm very lucky to have wonderful connections with people in the, like in venues, like, um, in, in Melbourne, like I've got wonderful connections with venues in Melbourne and the venue owners and the, and the bookers, because, you know, ultimately the industry is made out of people, but it is so easy to get sucked into the the weird predatory side of the industry if you mm-hmm. if you don't kind of make the right connections and and kind of have have your head screwed on like and be like you know listen to the warning belts yeah <laughs> yeah if someone's making you feel weird, yeah, don't take stay, it. Stay away from that crowd. Stay away from those people because mm-hmm. those people will fester more people like that. So luckily, yep. I found the good crowd, and so it's all good. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's easy. I know how easy it is to to fall into the weird part, the 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 money guzzling, the sexualized, the the predatory side of the of any arts industry really yeah you see it in hollywood you know so yeah it's yeah yeah it's it's amazing that people are starting to talk more and more about it because so often those women who have had those experiences would have their voices completely like muted you know they're like well don't talk about it or your career is over you know what i mean have you seen i'm sure you would have the um the recent I think it was a Victorian law was passed to uh, jail or fine people who speak out about their attackers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Absolutely ridiculous. It is. Absolutely ridiculous. 
But it was, uh, they, they tried to backtrack it and they would try, they said that all oh, the reason why they did that is because they were trying to keep the, um, the victim safe. But then, then whoever was on the, you know, the board, I don't know who, what they're called, yeah. but like, yeah. they were like, oh, well, if they talk out, then they might be, you know, even victimized even more, which is a bit like, if, if it came from a good place, it still goes to show that that it's still supremely, like, dominated by an older generation and particularly male old, mm-hmm. older generation who may not understand what is needed yeah. for, for particular situations, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah. They don't understand how, um, how, I guess, cathartic and important it can be for, like, victims in particular to be able to stand up and tell their story. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the whole idea, the whole point of putting those, those, uh, the opposite of that law in place is to prevent more cases, more attacks. And th- how is this going to help prevent that? Like you're mm-hmm. just, you're just allowing people to uh, not be named and shamed and continue to behave the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising that they didn't recognise that when they were passing the bill. No, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was just like, oh, yep, yep, it's done. Let's not go back to it. It's just, let's just get it out there, you know. It doesn't make any <laughs> but sense. It, but yeah. it, just goes, it just goes to show around the world how, you know, we think that we're going in such a good direction. Um, but there are third world countries where most girls don't get a formal education. Yeah. Um, you know, 80% can't read. You know, it's actually a privilege for women to be able to read and go to university and have education. Mm-hmm. And, like, that in itself or, like, this, like, just the suppression around the world is still very present. In America, they, like, don't get me started with America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know the, the, whole, the whole law passed, in, I think, in Texas or somewhere around there where they were saying how if you have a miscarriage, you could go to jail. Yeah. Not only if you get an abortion, if you have a miscarriage, yeah. Yeah. which is wild. Like, yeah. wild. It's, um, I remember so, reading yeah. about a case and I think a... Um, like a young pregnant woman, I think she must might have like fallen down a case of stairs or something like that, like a horrible accident, um, and she ended up having a miscarriage. And I'm pretty sure she she got jail time for it, or yeah. she yeah. she got yeah. persecuted for it, um, which is yeah. just beyond belief. You know, it's yeah. You think we're really going forward, but um, mm. there's and, always yeah. Yeah, and and it's just like. You know, the more we, the more women speak out about their experience, just living their lives. Um, you know, the more th- like the hate, <laughs> the hate that is present is very interesting. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. I'm lucky enough that I'm still quite little um, <laughs> in terms, you know, in terms of my reach. So usually I'm in the bubble of the you know people who are more inclined to accept the message that I've put out yeah Mm -hmm. but you know having said that you know the moment if my music video blew up not saying that it will but if it did I wouldn't I would imagine that it would get some sort of backlash especially with the opening credits Uh which are like yeah, um, I actually had a little bit about that written down. About it opens with like your your pretty typical common eye roll phrases, with the mm. you know um, they belong in the kitchen. You should be sexy, but not too promiscuous. Like almost yeah. like you're allowed to. You're only allowed to be a certain way if I'm the one looking at you. Mm. Yeah, um, and I allow it, which is. Fucked up. We all know who that is. Um, <laughs> have you, because you've said that you've had your own experiences with the whole the venue issue and um, mm. the disrespect there. What's your typical response to, to things like these? Like, do you tend to talk out when it happens if someone says it or are you sort of back of the room, I'll make a statement later and try and make a difference elsewhere first? Well, it's only really been recently that I've been 
you know, and this is very loosely put, but like in more of a public eye where like, you know, the stories that I put up are reached by a few hundred people and they're they're watching and they're responding, they're reacting and the content that I put out there, there are comments and that's that's only been recently. Um, And with my with the mummers, it's like we are within our bubble. Mm -hmm. So like like people who come see the mummers are usually people who will be respectful. Like our crowds are very um, super respectful and they're super kind and you don't get really rowdy people in our crowds, which is awesome because usually all the people there are there um, for genuine reasons. So like, I already agree with um, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, we've filled out venues like the night cat with three, 400 people. And it's like, they're all like, very like like they're all on the same board so yeah. it's, it's, it's wonderful but um yeah like re, like if if it would happen so say i was a i i did a university degree um a, a bachelor of music mm-hmm. and there were times where it was a little bit of a boys club and i'm pretty open about talking about the fact that um like some industries, some of the, some parts of the jazz industry is a little bit boys club. It's a little bit elitist. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid of saying that because if you deny it, then you're probably part of the problem. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, to recognize that it is a little bit like standoffish and um, when I was in my jazz degree, there were like, there were a lot of times where something happened and I would and now I'm I'm realizing no I would speak out about it like I remember I had a gig um coming up and at this point I was in third year so like within my uh class like people kind of knew who I was like I was already gigging around so like most people in my um cohort knew who I was um and I was doing a gig that was like fairly on the bigger side and I put a poster up in the foyer um which is what a lot of people would do for upcoming gigs our teachers our professors would do the same thing because they're all working musicians yeah and um I put up my poster and then two days later someone drew a, like devil's horns and like a mustache on my poster, um, which is a big mood considering that, you know, you have <laughs> you have uh, uh, highly regarded musicians and professors and, you know, people like Paul Grabowski and like, like people who are the heads of the industry in yeah. music walking around yeah. these you know these rooms um and I don't know I to this day I don't know who it was but I I I reported it to my teachers like and to the heads of the department and I was like this is not okay you need to I don't know if this is because I'm one of this the like very small amount of female musicians that are in the cohort I don't know if this is because someone's got something against me. I don't know if this is a joke. I don't know if this is one of my friends trying to be silly. But people need to know that this behavior is not okay because Mm. what message does that send out? To see a photo from, you know, one of our professors, then no one would ever do that to Mm. them. But it's a sign of respect, isn't Mm -hmm. it? If you do it to someone else that's maybe you don't respect as much. So I I, I reported it, then I talked to the whole cohort. I also posted in our like, in our like Facebook group. And I was like, you know, this is, this is not okay for so many reasons. I don't even care about me. This is just like, generally, would you do this to one of a a musician that you respect? This is, Mm -hmm. this is not okay. So yeah, I would definitely speak out about it. And then in, uh, there was another time where, I was doing a, um, I was a finalist in a composition prize and um, I heard some of the guys talk. <laughs> I was like there, I was like in the same, like yeah. in the same community. And I heard um, while the judges were trying to figure out who was going to win the prize, I heard a group of them being like, oh, I really think this person should have gotten in over 
M because you know, she, like she's all right, you know. But like this, this, this guy is like better. Like I don't know why he didn't get it. Like why did she get in the finalist? And I was like standing there. And I was like, do you know? Is someone <laughs> not idea. telling you that you've? And it was again like that thing where people were saying to this other person, this other guy, cis, cis male mm-hmm. uh, musician, oh, dude, you should have gone on the finalist. You should have gone on the finalist. They were <laughs> raving about that. But then to me, they no one said a thing except yeah. for my close friends. They were like, they were like, you've done such a good job. It's an amazing song. And um, isn't it funny that, like, I, I suddenly got insecure. I was like... I was one of the first female finalists in the composition prize for like maybe five years, I think they were saying. Mm, wow. And I was like, and I was like, does this am I just a token female composer? Am I just yeah, here yeah. because I'm I I'm filling a criteria yeah. um, of, of being included or am I actually good? And that's like that's horrible. It really just makes you doubt yourself. Just those those tiny little comments, you know. But you know, it sticks with you. Like any time that there's a lineup, or any time that there's you know, and they're like female, blah blah blah. Like we're trying to include more females. I'm like, okay, well, are you saying that you need to include more more women or female fronted bands, or are you actually saying that you wanted us here? Yeah. Like. Or are you just yeah. putting us here to fill to tick a box mm-hmm. so people won't get mad? <laughs> and so it's like this weird line. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely a thing. But I do speak out about it. I do. I do. <laughs> Coming back to that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I honestly, I honestly think the call out culture in um, probably Australian music in particular has really like had a step forward. You know, like people people aren't really taking that. Um, like those attitudes and like that kind of language anymore, which I think is is really amazing. Like, definitely still got a long way to go though. Um, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, cancel culture is another thing. Um, uh, yeah. And I don't think I, I hate. Yeah, um, and it's, it's a bit touchy because obviously it's quite like there's quite a few people who have well deserved to receive what they have but mm. th- I think that is the difference between call out versus cancel culture is that you know yeah. you're, you're just as bad as some of these horrible people if you're basically ruining their entire lives um yeah definitely make them aware of what they've done and 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 yeah call them out but to to attack them on every other possible level is a bit a bit much yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Absolutely. there's that whole thing. It's like if someone did something five years ago, how how much weight does that carry, and yeah. how much growth has that person gone through um, since that time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which is really hard to gauge. There was that whole thing with um, oh my gosh, was it Doja Cat? And she she had I swear it's I think it's Doja Cat. I think she, yeah. She, yeah, she was. Um, people people were cancelling her because she posted some some funny comments on like an weird like I think it was like an incel thread on yeah, Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I please correct me if I'm wrong, internet or like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but there was something along those lines, and people were like, oh, you know. If it was five years ago, like it would be forgivable, but it was two weeks prior. Right. Um, so it's just that thing. It's like, well, you know, if people are acting like this now, what does what does that say about where their kind of alignments lie? Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, has someone grown since the time that they've maybe made some sort of mistake? Um, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so, yeah, and being on a public platform is very hard. Like, like if you've been on a public platform for a long time and you've had, a, you've said and done a lot of things, mm-hmm. like, you can always be careful, but you never know in 10 years what might what be. What someone's going to pick out, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just so. looking it up now, the Doja Cat thing. 4chan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. 
So apparently it was a racist chat room that she was part of. Oh, that's of. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. So where are we? Let's see. Doja is over party was hashtag was trending. What? I can't speak. Was trending. <laughs> trending. <on> trending. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> hashtag Doja is over party has trended on Twitter once again after video surfaced that appear to show the singer participating in a video chat. Um, using racist language targeted at victims of pr- police brutality uh, and mm. accusing Doja Cat of being racist. Yes, uh, that's wow. right. And people were saying, how could someone who's half black yeah. say things like that? Um, which is, it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's odd to think that, yeah. um, think that, but yeah, she, she, and she said it very recently. She said it like, mm. you know, this year, yeah. <laughs> which is wild. Um, yeah, horrible, this, this horrible article, timing. This Not that there's a good timing was, for it. Well, but. No. Um, this article was August 15th, so literally last month. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Um, all right. Well, we've we've talked a, a lot about uh, negative experiences. Yes. We'd love to hear maybe some <laughs> some really positive experiences you've had as a woman in the industry. True. Yeah. True. If, if there is any, like I really <laughs> hope there is some. <laughs> but no, I'm sure there are. We'd love to hear. No, 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 there are. Like, and you know, just being in a bad. So, um, I'll I'll kind of keep referring to the mummers because yeah. you know that is my like my primary project outside of Miss Amelia. So um, being in a band with three of my closest friends, which are the three other girls, and we've got um, the the band is like like some of my closest friends is the guys and it's like, you know, we're the mamas and the papas and it's like, and it's such a wonderful <laughs> dynamic and like just, but the fact that we started the band and it was so well, like we, we had our first gig and it was packed out. Like that doesn't happen very often for a band starting out. Like we did our first gig, it was packed to the brim. And then from there, like it was just up and up and up. Yeah. And we didn't, we actually started the band. It was just like when we were forming the ideas, the gals we were like, you know, we're best friends. We have a stupid sense of humor. We'll write about women's issues because, you know, that's what we know yeah. <laughs> and that's what we are all we all you know link up with you know talking about and can you know um really connect with that so but like in a way that was approachable like with humor and so just like being in that band with my gals and it not being like a competitive toxic thing where it's you know there's always this thing where you know, an idea that if a particularly with with women, and I'm generalizing here, and I don't like generalizing, but for example, there's this idea that you know, you know, women are catty, and that they're only best friends to kind of, you know, talk behind each other's backs, or yeah. like, you know, yeah. there's that all, you know, in movies and just like throughout his like cut like our culture, yeah. Western Western kind of culture, where, like, there's kind of that underlying feeling. It's like, yeah, you're my best friend, but, like, I'm going to steal your man or, yeah, you're my best friend, but, you know. Trying to one-up um, one another. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to be genuinely best friends and to have none of that and for us all to be musicians and in the same boat and in a very competitive industry but super supportive of each other is just the most wonderful thing I could have ever asked for to have you know people that you know have had the same experience as me who are incredibly supportive I'm incredibly supportive of them and like what I've just found is that throughout the years since starting that band and then you know moving forward and um like just seeing how women are uplifting each other in the industry and how you know i'm I'm seeing so many more festival directors or venue bookers who are women um or non-binary peoples and like just who are who are just doing who are like bosses at their work bosses at their jobs so approachable so like good to work with and it's just like killing the stigma and it's just 
wonderful to see. Like it's my favorite thing, you know, us being the ones that are showing up on time, answering our emails, being being knowing what's going on, yeah. um, talking yeah. to tech guys, a tech like um, sound engineers being women, like people, people just like breaking the stigma, being like a full female lineup and us being all supportive of each other and genuinely supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. That's like the best thing that I've seen because I feel the most comfortable, the most supported, um, just like even thinking about that and like thinking about all of the wonderful connections and all the wonderful people that I know. Um, but like compared to where I was when I first started in the industry and I felt lost and I felt a bit weird and I felt like, where do I belong? Where, like, do, will anyone take me seriously? Will anyone listen? Will you know? To now, where it's like I've got a place, I've got people, I've got, I've got support, but in the most genuine, loving way. It's yeah. just, um, I, I should hope that anyone starting out will find that for themselves, because you know, regardless of gender, regardless of where you are, regardless of your upbringing, mm-hmm. um, to have that. To have that community is just, yeah, it's the most important thing. So um, that's definitely the most positive thing that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, there's kind of, covered yeah. a question that we were going to bring up, which is that whole competitive nature between women quite often. But um, I guess the, the biggest thing, it just with friendships and relationships in general is knowing that you don't have to deal with people like that you don't have to keep that toxicity around you you can find people who are worth your time and who do support you in that Mm way yeah 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 no it's it's true and like you know there are i'm i'd lie if i'd if i'd say that there weren't if i hadn't come across particularly like other vocalists or like other people in my industry that are also women um who have been extremely like, um, like against me. Like mm. for some reason, they've they've that because I'm trying, and because I'm like working hard, and because I'm tr- like you know trying to make my life and my career and working with something that I love. You know, yeah. they there's that tall poppy syndrome, and they're like, cut her down, cut her down, cut her down. Yeah. Um, but you know, just with any. But th- I've had that with with guys. I've had that with whatever. Like you know, so it's just like, um, I find that if I ignore them, they've got no heat to the fire. So, you know, just just being super friendly and you know not giving them the time of day. And then you know the people that I do connect with are genuine, beautiful connections. And um, but and like, I'm I'm super lucky that. I don't have any toxic relationships in my life and like that's definitely a privilege and that's definitely um, to do with a, like a lot of self-work and a lot of like recognizing if a relationship is toxic mm. and like dealing with it and like mm-hmm. not putting up with anything other than the best for, you know, for me because you, yeah. you, everyone deserves to have people in their lives that love them, that support them and that like that that don't want to put them down mm. and yeah. like unfortunately we've got this weird thing in our society where we think oh yeah sure you need to support them but you know it like you know ah uh, 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 you know she looked really fat in those those jeans the other day like I would <laughs> you know um which which comes from like that Hollywood movie kind mm-hmm. of <laughs> culture so like hopefully hopefully it won't be recognized as the way that that's how friendships and that's how relationships should be because it's not no. so um yeah no I'm very like I'm very lucky but to to have to have those genuine connections and to not have that cattiness and if I do find the cattiness I just I'm like well there's someone else no <laughs> I'm like I'm like I don't have to I don't have to I don't have to deal with you mm-hmm. and I also don't have to listen to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm just doing my best. I don't know why you're so offended that I'm just trying out here. I'm just out here trying my best. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always <laughs> to, it's to, the projection of people's own insecurities most of the time. Yeah. 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 Which is yeah. a lot of self work because you like you have to you have to do work to 
be able to recognize other people's success and to not feel attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. It's, it's a massive realization I think people have to make and it sounds so much easier said than done. Yeah. Um, like it can it can be so difficult for girls in particular to really like understand their self, their self-worth, you know, they, they grow up in, in this society where they have to look a certain way and talk a certain way. But um, I feel like there's, there's a lot of role models out there now, I think, that are really cutting down those, mm. um, like that yeah. stigma, those um, like ideals. Yeah, and clearly you're one of them, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what a pleasure. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> not at all. Um, so we've seen as well that you uh, work with, is it Soulfish? Oh, please yeah, tell me how, Soulfish? Yes, the Soulfish house. We had to Google yes, that. Me, oh, <laughs> and Jamil was stressing before you called. I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to learn how to pronounce this properly. That's fine. It's, um, fine. it's a music term, so it's all good. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. yeah. Soulfish is, um, you know, like do, like do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, like do, yeah. do, female, do, that's, that's Soulfish. Okay. It's to, okay. it's to put, um, Rather than thinking of notes as C, D, E, F, G, it's a way to, it's usually the way to like sing um, notation or right. like sing. Like your sing. scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, oh, it's usually okay. for like choirs or vocalists or like, but yeah, so most vocalists will know what solfege is. But, um, but like also most musicians who've like studied music or classical music will also know solfege. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just don't remember that's it. Okay. That's cool. yeah. Sounds Thank music. you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, tell us about Soulfish House. Oh well, how, um, I, um, how that all started, how you got involved. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, Soulfish House was actually started by my mum mm-hmm. about thirty years ago, um, because she's also a musician which is awesome. Um, she went to the conservatory in Russia to learn conducting, um, but she also was a piano player. Um, and she, I think she did piano as like a secondary kind of study mm-hmm. in, in school. And um, then she moved to Australia and she was a music teacher here. And then slowly she started taking on her own private students and then that turned into her starting her own business, which was Selfridge House, mm-hmm. which is Wonderful. which is an awesome thing to grow up with because, like, ever since I was a kid, I would just wake up to hearing scales, yeah. like, like <laughs> in the morning. Um, and, yeah, so then once I got old enough, I joined as a teacher myself. So I teach um, vocals, I teach piano I teach composition I also do in like music industry one-on-one sessions like if people need help with a release or um generally direction in where they're going and um I do like all all sorts of things to do with music just Mm -hmm. as a teacher um and then I just just like out of being myself and like doing of like being a manager and trying to figure out all this stuff on my own and and like you know getting from A to B in the music industry and and making friends along the way then it started I started to have people ask me if they could if I could help them mm-hmm. like you know with a release or help them get in contact with a venue or help them um kind of make a game plan for how they want to promote themselves or um, this, this, and that, or I would approach venues um, and put to put together a f- mini festival, or you know, or festivals to to pitch to get to play at the festival, etc. Because we're because we're independent. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it slowly just turned into Selfridge House, not only being a music school, but Selfridge House also being. Um, PR agency and studios. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, it's like it's it's kind of all encompassing of just kind of what I do, <laughs> I suppose. Um, it's not it's not it's it's more just community based. So, if, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not pitching to people. It's like, do you want Solvage House to help? <laughs> but it's yeah. more just like 
people kind of know that I do that. And so they, they reach out or they know that I have equipment or they know that I've got a studio space um, because we've got a music school. So, you know, like it's very community based and it's it's a wonderful thing. So, um, yeah, but it, it's, a, it's a lot because, you know, managing my teaching roster as well as like all my students and dealing with all the parents, but also, you know, I might be doing multiple PR runs at the same time and I might also be doing a grant, you know, yeah. write, helping someone write a grant and I also might be, you know, like, God, no, like, you know, helping produce a song because I've just got it into production and it's like, and then I've also, you know, uh, we've got the band that, you know, I'm in and yeah. you week co-run and then I manage and and then my own stuff so it's like my like my own project and it's just like it's a lot (laughs) it's so much yeah (laughs) but like you know there's a saying that if you get into the arts you have to be a little crazy like you have to be like crazy enough to put that much energy into something that might not go anywhere yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely you you always have to do it for the love Mm -hmm. it's a gamble it's always a gamble yeah but like I just view it like yeah it's a lot of work but it's what I wanted to do yeah so you know then it's fine (laughs) I think that's where we're at at the moment as well because this so far this whole project is just money down the drain sort of thing but it's what we want to be doing so we don't mind at this point yeah Mm -hmm. we're constantly I'm constantly my mum in particular (laughs) she's constantly like are you making any money where you're just spending money on equipment where is the money (laughs) yeah yeah equipment oh my gosh equipment Uh, being a musician you know like or like microphones that you need or like damn it's like it's it's down the drain down the pit yeah (laughs) but you know it's just that hope one day it's like if you if you put if you put out enough of what you love and you put enough of your love into your project, hopefully someone will, you know, resonate enough and yeah. then that yeah. will slowly become a few people resonating and then that will slowly become like, you know, people supporting you and then, you know, if you do want to financially be supported, they're like, yeah, I'll buy your merch. I'll yeah. do this for you because I love you. And yeah. so, like, that's, you know, that's a hope. But, yeah. Definitely yeah. comes from if it doesn't come from love, it's probably a little shady. <laughs> you know, but that's just my opinion. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I honestly think we just really need to get rid of that idea that like once you're say like you, you're good at something, like you're really good at painting or something, like there's this whole idea about like well you should start a business, like you need you to make to money off it, you need to it. you need to monetize that. Yeah. You know, like I feel like there's such a such such pressure on people to um, make a profit out of what they love and like what they do when really like um, you know humans are creative beings like naturally like we should be able to sing and dance and do whatever without ha- worrying about am I going to make a living out of this do you know what I mean like yeah the, yeah no, I don't know. <laughs> I think I feel like it really holds people back from doing what they love because they're like well I'm not good enough to make a business out of it um, I'm just not going to do the it. Point? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's really sad. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, it's like you 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 have to if you want to do something that you love. It's just finding a way to support that financially, rather than mm-hmm. necessarily making money from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a teacher because it's my primary source of income to help pay for everything else I do as a performer and a composer and you know whatever you know so um but I feel like as long as you got that passion as long as you got that love like Mm -hmm. and as long as you find a way that you can maybe get by and like somehow like help fund it rather than thinking I need to make money from this otherwise it's not successful because that's not true yeah yeah absolutely um so I'm not sure like whereabouts your your base like whether you're in like the inner Melbourne suburbs or not. But um, how has the lockdown and like COVID nineteen affected not only just like business but obviously obviously just what you do, your day to day? Oh well, um, it's I've I've been okay, which mm-hmm. is which is lucky. Um, I 
yeah, like like I said, I've got a studio, so like I can have that kind of separation, and I do have work to go to, mm-hmm. um, which is really really lucky, and not all people have that right now. Mm. Um, so having like even though most of my days are either computer time working because you know I'm not a I'm not performing anymore, so most of my music work is like making content like graphic design my own photo shoots editing my video or like like answering emails or like you know producing and like on the computer trying to make new music or um composing and so it's like it's usually that or I'm in my studio teaching (laughs) online so it's just a lot of computer time yeah which which is fine but um (laughs) So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like think of ways to to turn down the computer time. I haven't quite figured that out yet. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's a hard thing because it's like, well, if I need if I want to create things, if I want to put content out there, which is what I do want to do, how do I do that? And you can't really do that in any live setting, so it all has to be online. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. there's. Yeah. There's a lot of online time. A lot of online time. <laughs> have you got? Have you, I can see you wear glasses. Have you uh, looked into those blue light glasses? This one actually has blue light it does. in them. Yeah. 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 Because I'm looking um, at mine right now. <laughs> I think that's why they shine green. Yeah, they reflect the, like a yeah. bluey green. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why because it's got the it's got the, the <laughs> it's filter. got that in there. Um, but yeah, I had to start putting in eye drops. Yes. Which, because my eyes would be so, like, strained and tired and I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I was like, oh, it's probably because they're dry and strained. So I got, like, generic eye drops and it's, like, fix the problem. And it's like, oh, okay. I keep um, meaning to do that. Yeah. But it's, yeah, lockdown, it's, yeah, just, like, and, and like, I've got very close friends and, like, the people in the mamas and like my other bandmates and um very close friends of mine and like we're just we're always having zoom calls or phone calls or whatever and you know zoom calls with my partner and like just mm-hmm. that's all you have to do you know I haven't seen anyone for a long time <laughs> that's okay. you make yeah I work. see I've seen you guys have all been doing like a bit of um a bit of stuff on YouTube like some videos on YouTube um yes uh, I watched a couple of them. Hilarious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we were like, well, you know, ha- what can we do that one will make us happy, but two will, you know, make people who know our content happy. And, like, that's all our shows were, like us being, like, silly and cracking jokes and, like, our music is, like, comedic in, in itself. So, um yeah, we st- we we were previously doing a series called Keeping Up with the Mummers, which was just like <laughs> just like keeping up with the Kardashians, but us like being like memes of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I was like manager mum, so I was like, oh, "What's happening? You need to yeah. put that away." So I was like, I was like, and like, like everyone get ready, and it's like, yeah, like that's kind of what I do, but like I, we were like extreming the the versions of yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, which they do for reality TV, but we we're kind of taking the piss, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so now now that we can't be together, we've been doing like little like series, like videos and tutorials. <laughs> Mine cooking. Why not? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I've been making some cooking videos. <laughs> yeah, um, I was watching your fruit salad one. I was like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one I, we, we actually made for the fundraiser to like to raise funds for our EP that's like out already um been mm-hmm. out for ages um but yeah like we kept up with the content <laughs> and yeah, um that's awesome. yeah definitely keep it up <laughs> it's hilarious well it's, well it's all we can really do right now <laughs> so yeah I'm yeah. glad you like it <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um yeah uh got anything else Jamil um yeah I think we're coming to the end of it now but just with We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to your recent release and everything. It's mentioned mm. that um, you've got a whole catalogue of songs 
in the works along with uh, Woman with Needs. So yeah. should we expect more of the same sort of topics with like female empowerment and everything like that? I think so, yeah. I mean, it like, I think fundamentally what I'm going with is a direction of either a message that makes people feel good so like a feel feel good music or music that <clears throat> speaks of the heart like woman with needs or just like music with a bit of connection not just like let's have sex <laughs> yeah. um, like, <laughs> yeah. um, but like yeah so like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah like um i've got it i'm i'm currently producing another single and it's more that's more just like in line with kind of it's more like a like a covid song talking about like the fact that we need to take time out for ourselves and give ourselves a rest sometimes and Mm -hmm. you know listen to our bodies and um so just music music for the soul that's kind of what i've uh labels labels it as um but yeah definitely definitely will be more music to do with empowerment and like experiences as a woman down the line so yeah Mm -hmm. you can definitely expect that amazing more of that good stuff so in that (laughs) in that realm of things what uh one i've got here is what would you say to your younger self or a young girl in the modern age whether that's in the industry or just life in general Oh, well, I actually, this, this is an unreleased song, but, but I've, got a song, <laughs> I've got a song that will probably come out at some point. Um, I, it's nowhere near done, so yeah. Um, but it's called Girl, and it's literally talking about how I felt as a girl growing up and how that affected me as a woman now. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, the first lyrics is, like, Part of me is still a little girl that people said was ugly in her skin. Mm. Wow. And it's <laughs> and it's like and then the chorus is little girl, naive girl, silly girl, ugly girl. That's like right. the lyric, the the chorus, and it's just like I wish that I. Oh, the thing is, is that every experience that I had was valid because I was bullied heavily. And I didn't quite look like, you know, the people around me in school, like I had big red hair and I was kind of loud and I, and I was a bit of a, not a bit, I was like a huge music nerd and I like wanted to do that. Mm. And I was like, and like I was in like the Victorian State School Spectacular, which is like this show that like happens in like Channel 7 and it's like in an original I was like the the amount of tall poppy syndrome that I got for even being in that show like I couldn't I I never got the chance to really appreciate the fact that I got into the solo cast of this huge show because everyone at school just was saying that I was like not that great and like why like why was I doing this and like you know mm-hmm. like you know whatever whatever mm, yeah. it was so, like I didn't get time to appreciate that, and I would say that I wished that I could, like I would have appreciated that. But then I also don't think I would want to change anything, and I wouldn't tell my younger self to want to change anything because the experiences of going through that kind of hatred and that kind of like suppression yeah. in yeah. that way made me, as an adult very very independent and very very aware of how I impact others Mm -hmm. and the ways that I say and the way they they impact others and the way like the way that I go through life always affects other people and I feel like if I didn't have that experience I wouldn't have be as in tune to that yeah that makes sense yeah so like you know in one way, I would be like, you you will do well and even though people say that you're not great or that you're not pretty or that you, you know, 
oh, why did you, why, why did you get business card? Because I was like doing busking and I got business cards. I, this is a very vivid memory. I got bus, I got um, business cards because I was doing busking and I was like 16 or something. And because people kept asking for my details. Like I remember someone wanted me to play their wedding or something. And so I got, my parents were like, you should get business cards because people want your details. I got them and I was showing them to my supposed friends in high school. And one of the people said, you don't actually think anyone will ever hire you. Like you're not, you're not actually good. And I'm like, wow. Thank you so much, best friend. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, and I was like wow, wow. But then, you know, that, that was a hit to, to everything ever. Yeah. You look back though and it's, it's those girls that like, they just weren't sure of themselves at all. And like seeing girls that like, yep, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. I'm following my passion. I think it's so intimidating for them, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, it's like, which is, it's horrible, but. It's that whole insecurities <laughs> thing again. Yeah. yeah. And it also made me the type of person who was like, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Everyone keeps saying I can't. Everyone keeps saying I can't. Okay, how do I, how can I, how can I, how can mm-hmm. I, how can I figure it out? I'm like. If I could label myself as anything, it's the queen of figuring it out. Yeah. That sounds like an album title. Like yeah. it really does. The queen of figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Oh my God. But yeah, no, it's like I wouldn't change anything and I wouldn't tell myself to do anything differently because that ultimately led me to have the work ethic, the drive, the the compassion as an adult yeah. that I have yeah. today. Yeah. So um, it was hard, but I'm grateful for it. For sure. Yeah. That was awesome answer. I think that's usually right. how it ends up sort of circling around for most people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, but it's unfortunate that you have to go through that sort of struggle to be a better person than someone, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the way of the world and you know you tend to find there's there's kind of an aspect of like if you if you've never gone through any if you've never gone through any hardships how how do you know how to put yourself in other people's shoes or how do you know how to how do you know how to connect with other people who have gone through that so like yeah absolutely I mean, not just like not that I ever wished anyone to have hardships, but it definitely does shape you yeah. in a way. So yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think that's about everything we've got. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? Anything you want to plug? Any other words? Final words? <laughs> plug yourself shamelessly. Yeah. Just go for it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I would just, I would just say thank you for having, thank you for having me. And, you know, as we've clearly talked about, like, you know, the more I can connect with other boss ladies just (laughs) out here being awesome and like doing what you love and like the, the better the world will be because we're supporting each other rather than out to get each other. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. And it's just like a wonderful thing to be here and it's a wonderful thing to, yeah, to, uh, in terms of plugging, I did just release a song. <laughs> if you want to have a listen to it, it's called Woman With Needs. If you search up Miss Amelia, Amelia spelled with E-M-I-L-I-A, like Amelia Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, that's, because no one can spell it and that's the Eastern European way of spelling yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, like if you're about, you know, empowerment, if you're about equality, if you're about fashion, I love fashion. If you're about um, kind of speaking out about things, then um, I might be up your alley. So you can see me up and I'm on I'm on the bits and things such as Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> the bits and things. On, you can find me on the bits. <laughs> but, not, but not on someone else's bits, on the computer bits. 
So, you know, just have a look if you like. It's up to you. I don't really mind. You know, this is this is where the co- – you haven't seen much of my stupid comedy. This is where it's coming out right now. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, but, yes, yes, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be alive. Love it. Yes. We're living. We're live. We're trying our best. So that's that's my that's my motto. Yeah, we're all out here trying our best. So <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll finish up just by asking you as well. Who are your top three uh, Aussie bands or artists uh, that have been getting you through recently? I've got to say, um, Tando. Mm-hmm. Spelled T H A N D O. Stamper the Great, who recently yeah. moved overseas, which is we've we've lost her, but that's okay. <laughs> she's, she's killing it over. Uh, she's oh, I can't remember which country she moved to. Um, I think. Did I, she I, move I wanna, to the UK? No, really? I, I want to say Barbados, but I think. Hang on. Now I have to look it up. Yeah. She moved to, oh, God, Zambia. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. She moved to Zambia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She moved back mm-hmm. home to Zambia. Um, anyway, I just, I just <laughs> wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> and, get the facts. And, and Kate. Yes. 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 Kate we- and Tando, are, like, we luckily got to play some festival lineups together and they're both like such lovely people so um shout out to them and um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Kate's such a lovely character she's like she's she's like a a bottle of sunshine yeah so yeah okay cool well thank you so much thank you so much for coming on it's been so much fun (laughs) (laughs) even with all the negativity we came out on the positive. Yep. Hell yeah, Got we up. did. Got yeah. As women always will do. <laughs> yes. Overcome, empower. Hell yeah. Do your thing. Back it up. Kill <laughs> <Feel> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. Come. Can't wait to see what you come out with next. Um, we'll be closely watching mm-hmm. for sure. Hey. Yeah. All right. Sick. All right. We'll see you around then. Bye. Bye. See ya.